This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Python as your dance partner? I'm Tanya Hall, and joining me is Dr. Robert Sutor, author, speaker, and chief quantum exponent at IBM Quantum. Welcome back, Bob. Thanks. Hi, Tanya. You're a good friend of the show and have been our guest many times. So, but if you mm. would, remind our audience what it is that you do at IBM. So, of course, I ask myself that every morning. But um, <laughs> um, I'm a longtime IBM person. Originally, I'm a theoretical mathematician, and I've gone through a number of different technological areas uh, in IBM. Um, I've been on the business side. I ran the mathematical sciences department starting about nine years ago. But about five years ago, I gravitated toward this new effort, which was quantum computing. And I had heard about it, but I'm not a physicist. Um, I think that's clear to everybody. Um, and it really wasn't my area, but it was absolutely fascinating. And it was something that was going on in the building. So I started to get involved uh, with the, the quantum effort. And in many ways, I kind of felt like this vice president at large. I had business experience. I had research experience. I knew math and things like this. And so as the quantum group grew from what was really a very organic startup within IBM research uh, to now five plus years on, um, I, I did a number of different things. But I, what I really zeroed in on um, about two years ago, two, three years ago, was um, outreach about quantum. Uh, quantum computing is not an easy thing to understand. It's tricky. It's based on quantum mechanics, which is one of the weirdest and hardest parts of physics. So saying you're going to build a computer using those principles, you get a lot of blank stares. Like, well, that sounds nice. Um, so I found myself giving a lot of talks. Um, I myself had to learn a lot about this. Um, I wrote a book that was published uh, in 2019 called Dancing with Qubits. And part of the motivation of that book was to say, if I'm going to learn a lot about quantum computing, I'm going to write this down. Because if I have these questions, others must have them too. And that's where that book came from. So this, this notion of being chief quantum exponent means I am really um, one of the primary people at IBM to talk about quantum computing, to explain its value. How will it be used? How does it work? How does it differ from classical computing? So it means I get to talk a lot. I get to write a lot. I get to talk to great people like you about quantum computing. And, uh, and it's a living. You know, so. <laughs> it's a living. Well, our topic today is your latest book, Dancing with Python. Straight out That's of right. the preface, why did you write this book and who for? So uh, the, the title, let me just start with, with that. Um, so the book um, I, I mentioned about quantum computing was called Dancing with Qubits. Now, that use of dancing had to do with uh, this notion of entanglement where qubits would come together in the middle of an algorithm, you would do things with them and then they would separate. And so one time when I was giving a talk, I described it this way. And I just got this, this 
idea in my head, it was the dance of the qubits, right? During when it was actually computing. So when it came time to come up with the title for that book, that's where dancing from qubits came from. And I kind of liked it. And I got very good feedback from that title. Now, in that book, I do a little programming, but it's not really quantum programming. There's a little bit of Python where I demonstrate how to do something um, you know, here, there, there was some random number calculations and, and so forth, but it wasn't quantum computing. Um, and, and, and on purpose, because I wanted the book to have legs. <laughs> you know, you don't want to write a book which is out of date in six months. So I wanted that book to be useful for a year, two years, five years or longer. But it caused me to think more about how people actually learn to code for quantum computing and in fact, learn to code in general. The model really so far with quantum computing is that you learn a programming language and, and Python is one of the most popular programming languages that's out there. And you go about and you learn about numbers and you learn about strings and lists and different algorithms and so forth. Uh, data science, there are many applications for that and, and so forth. But then once you learn all that, then we'll teach you quantum then you can use QuizKit, right? And then, then you can start doing these things. And so I thought, you know, why do it as a two-step thing? Why learn Python and then learn quantum? What if we did it at the same time? So if you're really anyone who's learning how to code, right? And you could be a student, you could be a professional, but you want to learn Python. I came up with the idea saying, I'm going to teach you both at the same time. So I'm going to treat these qubits just like very normal sorts of things you would compute with, like numbers, strings, right? Um, and that was the original thesis. And uh, I signed the contract. And then I said, well, how the heck am I going to do that? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> Interesting idea. How do I actually execute that? Um, and, but the result is dancing with Python. And, and so it is um, unto itself an introduction to Python. Anyone who wants to learn Python can pick it up. Um, it uh, does include some early um, mentions and illustrations of using qubits and quantum computers and talking about the value. And then really there are, are, are two core chapters which really go much more deeply into quantum computing. Um, and, and so this is, uh, my, my code name for it was unified. So it's a unified approach to learning classical and quantum computing together. I have to say, I really enjoyed seeing bits of your personality come out in this book. I mean, who can resist oh. cats and bread recipes and famous guitars sprinkled among <laughs> uh, Cubit oracles and matrix math? I mean, but describe how approachable this book really is for the computer novice. Uh, like, like dancing with Cubits, the, my, my approach to these books is that you and I are standing in front of a whiteboard or we're, we're both leaning over a laptop and we're trying to figure out how to solve a problem. We're trying to understand fundamentally what is going on. So I'm not abandoning you. I'm not tossing you off to the side and say, go learn this, here's your homework. My idea is that we're gonna work systematically through these ideas so that you understand them, but you also have the insight, you gain intuition on how to solve other types of problems. So. Um, yeah, I do choose examples. Yeah, exactly right. The baking of the bread, I, and I had to look up some recipes. I do make bread. Um, I always forget the recipe, but um, uh, but I thought that would be interesting because a lot of times we talk about algorithms as recipes, 
but that's as far as it goes. So I said, I'm going to include a recipe. Um, and so to try to relate the concepts of programming to what people do in their lives, to make it stick a little bit better, right? It's not a discrete new thing you need to learn. It's, it's a way of thinking. It's a way of, of approaching problems. But I wanted to feel as comfortable and natural as possible. The copy you sent me runs over 700 pages. This is more than just a college course on Python. It's mm. an operator's manual to a new career. <laughs> um, well, well, here, here I hold up the book um, just, just to sort of, you know, some the thickness of it here. Um, yeah, you know, I aim for 700. It went a little bit more. Um, I, it is um, divided into three main parts, though. So there is an introduction to Python, uh, which is the first part. And certainly if you were just taking a course on learning Python, that would be sufficient. It goes through all of the usual topics that one would cover. And so if you were teaching a course, that, that would suffice. Um, the second part goes into um, a little bit more detail. So, so for example, it says, well, how do you really test your code, right? How do you think about the performance of your code? Um, so not just laying down code that does something, but how does it do it well? And then I branch from that discussion, uh, because even with classical computers, there, there are often many ways of doing one thing. Some are better than others. I use that as my excuse <laughs> to talk about quantum computing, to say, okay, well, since you've heard about this thing called quantum computing, what sorts of things does it really do better? And why does it do better? So you mentioned oracles before. There's something called the Grover search algorithm, which uh, shows a significant improvement um, over classical search algorithms. Where does that come from? Right? What are the elements of it? What, what are these concepts that go into that algorithm that, that give you this amazing speed up? So I take you slowly through that. You know, I don't leave anything uh, to chance. I, you know, anything I think that you really need to know, I'm going to tell you. The exercises, and, and there are hundreds of exercises, are much more little thought experiments to say, okay, how, how would you do this, right? So, you know, I, 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 want, I want people to be thinking about these things when they're not reading the book. It's like, gee, that's an intriguing little problem. Uh, and then the, finally, just the third part is because Python is so widely used for things like data analysis, machine learning. Uh, that part is really an introduction to the more advanced applications of Python. Uh, there, I warm up your brain, but I really do think you're probably going to run off to another book, which uh, focuses much more on those topics. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, along those lines, for an experienced software developer in the classic world, what part of your toolbox can you carry forward and what must you learn from scratch as you begin developing for quantum? I don't think any two coders are alike in the way they think. Um, I've been coding since I was 15 years old, just to give you an idea, way, way, way back in 
uh, it shows my age. Um, I actually hit the tail end of a punch card error. Um, there was this weird overlap in the late seventies and early eighties where you had the, all the old stuff and then you started to get, you know, the new stuff and, and then PCs came in. So over a period of 10 years, the whole thing changed, but it, it forms patterns in your brain. You know, I mentioned how you attack certain problems. And so um, as I was creating this book, obviously I did a lot of research. I was thinking about how to um, come up with certain solutions, how to express things. And I said, well, how do other people look at this? Uh, the web is a great resource, but it's usually little tiny bits. You wanna do this, do this little code over here. Why are you doing this code? How, how are you thinking about this? So um, I wouldn't quite say this book is like, coding as a way of life or, or better living through coding. But um, I think it's always useful to get other perspectives, other people's perspectives on how they think about it, how they approach a problem. Um, and that's what I'm trying to do for people. I'm trying to, to sneak this into their brains in a useful way so that they can become better coders, better Python coders in particular. So for someone with at least a conversational knowledge of software development, What's the career path to get into quantum? Obviously buying a copy of your book is step one, hmm. but where are the jobs today? How do you get started? Uh, well, more and more universities are offering courses. And uh, even five years ago, if you wanted to learn about quantum computing, you would typically take a physics, physics course. It would be tied in with quantum mechanics. And it would not have the flavor of a computer science or a software development course. More and more though, people are starting to slide quantum into existing courses, computer science. Uh, MIT has a very good online program uh, that many people do. It's showing up in, in different places. Um, it is quantum computing, right? It, it's, um, it, it's not theoretical quantum <laughs> computing. So code. Get your hands dirty, right? I mean, learn how to do this. Uh, certainly IBM has an approach, I mean, with the open source, source QuizKit platform uh, to do this. There are others that are out there. Um, you can use quantum computers through the cloud on the web at no charge. Uh, real quantum computers, you can use simulators. Uh, you can download and use simulators on your laptop if you wish. So there's no better way to tackle this than, than actually starting to code. Now, this is really important for quantum too, particularly if you have any experience. It's almost easier if you have no experience and you're learning quantum because quantum computing is significantly different from classical. Things that you would expect would work a certain way classically either don't exist or, or, or work in, in strange, bizarrely different ways. Um, it's consistent among itself and you know, if quantum mechanics describes the way nature works, I mean, nature is the universe's biggest computer there is, right? And we're all the data <laughs> and our, our systems, the way our bodies work and everything, those are the programs, the, the apps. So quantum computing is probably, I'm gonna use the word again, the most natural way of computing. So you have to work through these. You have to say, oh, that's how it's doing that. That's why they're doing this sort of thing. That's why a qubit is different. This notion of entanglement, what Einstein called spooky action at a distance. He really didn't like this, by the way. Um, it's extraordinarily useful. I mean, it's required. You got to have it. You got to understand it. Do it. Code it. So 
That, that's how you do it. And then once you do that, get the credential, get the badge, get the IBM QuizKit developer certification. And uh, that's how you start to get into the business. You mentioned Einstein. You also quote Einstein saying, it is the supreme art of the teacher to awaken joy in creative expression and knowledge. Mm -hmm. I think Einstein would be impressed with this book uh, for that very reason, <laughs> how can How can we get a copy? So um, the book is available from the publisher, Pact Publisher, um, but it's also available on Amazon. Uh, it's available in paperback on Amazon and also a Kindle version. And I would like to thank the publisher. I think they did a beautiful job in creating the online Kindle version. It's often difficult for technical books to do that translation. Uh, so you can get it either way there and uh, you can get up and running. All the code that's in the book is available in a GitHub from the publisher. And uh, I'm always very happy to chat with people about the book or quantum computing or, or cooking or anything else. <laughs> quantum cooking and cats. I can't imagine it being any better. Dr. Right. Robert Sutor, author, speaker, and chief quantum exponent at IBM Quantum and author of Dancing with Python. I love it, Robert. Thanks again for joining us. And thanks for being a guest on our show. My pleasure. Great to see you again and being on your show. Absolutely. And find and subscribe to more of my interviews right here on all the major podcast platforms under the Tanya Hall Innovation Show and or at tanyahall.net. Thanks for watching. <laughs>